I'm going to title the message, Get Ready to Get Caught Out or Get Caught Out. Amen. And you're going to understand that when I preach tonight. I pray the Lord help us to understand this. Uh, let's read tonight, please, out of the book of Amos, chapter 4. I'm going to start reading at verse number 6. If you can, stand and want to, enable. The Bible said in Amos, chapter number 4, verse number 6, And I also have given you cleanness of teeth. And, and that's not using crest. <laughs> giving you cleanness of teeth. That means he's giving them a chance to not have anything to eat. In all your cities and want of bread in all your places. Yet have you not returned unto me, saith the Lord. Look at that little phrase. Yet have you not returned unto me, saith the Lord. I've preached that here before. But that phrase is mentioned four times in the next verses I'm going to give you. Actually four times, um, excuse me, five times in the Bible. And five times here in this portion. Verse 7 said, And also I have withholden the rain from you. When there were yet three months to the harvest, and I caused it to rain upon one city, and caused it not to rain upon another city. A one piece was rained upon, and the piece whereupon it rained not withered, or where it rained not withered. So two or three cities wandered unto one city to drink water, but they were not satisfied. Yet have you not Return unto me, saith the Lord. I have smitten you with blasting and mildew. When your gardens and your vineyards and your fig trees and your olive trees increased, the palmer worm devoured them. Yet have you not returned unto me, saith the Lord. I have sent among you the pestilence after the manner of Egypt. Your young men have I slain with the sword and have taken away your horses. And I have made the stink of your camps to come up unto your nostrils. Yet have you not returned unto me, saith the Lord. I have overthrown some of you as God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. And ye were as a firebrand plucked out of the burning. Yet have you not returned unto me, saith the Lord. Therefore thus will I do unto thee, O Israel. And because I will do this unto thee, prepare to meet thy God, O Israel. For lo, he that formeth the mountains, and createth the wind, and declareth unto man what is his thought, that maketh the morning darkness, and treadeth upon the high places of the earth. The Lord, the God of hosts, is his name. You can be seated. Father, give us wisdom tonight. Help us to write to divide the word of truth. Help us, Lord, to lay it out like it ought to be, and to give you the, the praise, the glory, and the honor. We'll thank you for what you do. Lord, I pray you'd have your own will and way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now out of this portion of Scripture tonight, you'll find uh, there are several things mentioned. But uh, in particular, in verse number 1, we find that there's going to be a famine. Or oh, he's warned them of a famine. In uh, verse number 7, we find that there's going to be a drought. He's going to send them a drought. He's talking... By the way, he's talking to the Jews. He's talking to the Israelites. So we want to keep our bearing of where it's at and what's happening. In verse 9, he's talking about plagues. In verse 10, he's talking about war. 
And in verse 11, he's talking about destruction. And we'll break that down a little bit tonight. I'm not particularly concerned about those things at the present. But I want to look at something else tonight. Uh, I see a lot of things. I, I want to tell you about three interesting characters I met uh, yesterday and today. And that's what I guess brought me to preaching this thought tonight. And I'm looking at it. I believe we're in a, in a dire need of knowing what the Bible teaches and tells us. We've got a, a gross ignorance of the Word of God across our land. Many know a lot about the Word of God, but they don't know the Word of God enough to make it uh, the, the, the thing that they trust the most. It's amazing that you find people know what the Word of God says, but they don't have the, I guess, the faith to believe it. But if you don't believe what God says, you're in trouble. I just been moving around from place to place to find me something to eat. And just the Lord told me to go different places and not for any particular reason. But I, after I went, I found out why. Yesterday, right before I come to work here, I went up here to Max. And I go in and order me a biscuit. And I go over there and I'm standing at the end of the table. And a fellow walks in and they hollered out at him and called his name and said, Come on, sit down. He said, Well, that fellow's going to sit. And I said, No, I'm just waiting on a biscuit. I'll get out of the way. And he come around, he come to me, right straight to me, and he said, my name's so-and-so, what's yours? And I told him. And I said, I passed the little church right down here on the right. He said, well, I'll just sit down here with you while you're waiting on your biscuit. And then he started. And uh, he, I never seen him before in my life. He come from Illinois, I found that out. <laughs> Amen, he come down from here, and he'd been down here for a couple of years, lives in the orchard. And uh, so he says to me, he said, uh, uh, after he found out I was a preacher, he said, I've been talking to several preachers, and they've all got it wrong around here. And I'm a thinking, well, I probably have too, according to his thinking. And he said, most all these preachers around here are preaching on the rapture. He said, you know, that ain't even in the Bible. I said, I know, brother, it's not. Neither is Trinity, but I believe in a triune Godhead. Amen. He said, yeah, but the word backs that up. I said, yeah, and the word backs up rapture. Amen. So he, he looks at me, begin to, you know, look at me. And I said, well, I appreciate it. I said, I'm looking for it any day now, ain't you? He said, well, no, I, I don't believe that's going to happen. And he started telling me, and I said, let me ask you a question. I said, where do you get that in the Bible? I said, what version do you use? He said, right here. I said, your head? Yes, sir. Right here. Well, that's enough to make anybody run. Amen. Don't tell and he didn't quote me no scripture. He got a little, and I'm I'm sitting there. They bring my biscuit out and it sits in the bag, sitting there, and I'm saying to him, I've got to go. I said, I'm not one to try to get away from you. I'd like to talk to you a little while. But we kept talking a little bit and he kept trying. I mean, just about walked me out to the door. I said, I got people waiting on me. Matter of fact, Brother Virgil done got here before I did. And uh, anyhow, we had a little conversation. I thought, I hadn't heard nothing like that around here. Some of the stuff he said. I wouldn't even tell you what he, he said. It's crazy. 
And so I didn't pay much attention. So then I guess what happened? This morning, I decided I'd go to Mackie D's. You know, the Golden Arch Supper Club. I was going to get breakfast at McDonald's. Walked in, and I go up and get me a biscuit and come back with a cup of coffee. And three fellas are sitting over at the table over here. And they say, hey, come here, come here. I said, uh, I ain't got time. I got to go. He said, sit down. I said, I got a question to ask you. And guess lo and behold, it was a fella. I'm going to tell on your preacher just a minute. I hadn't seen him up till three months ago in uh, 60-something years. I went to school with him. Went to Fairview School. If anybody knows where Fairview School is. And I was 10 years old. And I met him then. And the only guy I ever whooped in my life with a physical fight was him. I've been taught as a, as a boy, my daddy said, you don't fight. No fighting. And, uh, but there's two things he irritated me with. My daddy couldn't afford to get me a haircut much. And my hair would go down on my ears. And he'd get on the bus and he'd pull my hair and twist it. And he said, you little sissy girly. Did that for months, months, matter of fact, a couple of years. And my mama wasn't one to iron shirts. She's not with me anymore, but she had a bunch of boys and she'd iron our shirts for church. But she didn't iron shirts to go to school. And I'd get on the bus and he'd say, well, you slept in your shirt last night, didn't you? Pull my hair. And one morning I got up on the wrong side of the bed and got on the bus. Now, I want to say this is before I got saved. Only fight I ever had with somebody besides my brothers. And here I get on the bus and he's messing with my shirt and pulling my hair. And when we got off the bus at Fairview, I throwed my books on the ground and grabbed him as he come off the last step of the bus. I bit him I choked him, I spit on him, I slapped him, I kicked him. Amen. I was like Peter, I was aiming for brains and not a ear. And he kept a fighting and I, I just kept a working on him. And finally he just run off. And I got up and got my books and went to the principal's office. Never will forget where the principal was, standing in the door of his office. And I said, Mr. Hicks, I come to get my whipping. <laughs> he said, whipping for what? I said, I just whipped and called his name. I said, I'm tired of him picking on me. And I said, I'm going to get a whipping. And when I get home, my daddy's going to give me another. I know he will. He said, go to your class. <laughs> I didn't get a whipping. Amen. And it was an honor. This was this morning. He told me to sit down beside him. And he said, I want to ask you something. He asked me something about the Bible and I said, hey, I don't know where he remembers that or not, but I ain't never forgot it. I was 10 years old.
Amen. Before I got saved. And I'm going through that and I'm saying, all right. Isn't it amazing? You can whoop somebody when you're 10 and talk to them about the Lord in 70, when you're 74. That's the hand of God, ladies and gentlemen. And so he said in this two more fellows sitting there with him and he said, I want to ask you something. Do you know anything about this uh, food shortage? I said, I know a little. Why? He said, have you heard about them, a lot of the processing plants are being destroyed? I said, yes, sir. I can tell you a whole lot about that. Now, ladies and gentlemen, some of y'all may not know anything about it. But if you've been doing any research and doing it, I went and got the thing out and I told them this morning what I knowed about it from my memory. And I went home and checked my notes and some more things and I could have told them more. They'd been hearing some of that, but they didn't know the fullness of it. And I'm telling you, we're headed in that direction. Now, I, and I looked at that and I thought, well... The rapture of the church is when the Lord's going to come and get us saints. And I'm not looking for any kind of shortage as far as famine concerned as he's talking about here. But I will tell you there's going to be a famine on the face of the earth like they've never seen before. I got Bible on that too, by the way. I'll give it to you. Revelation chapter 6. If the rapture of the church took place tonight and the saints of God got... Caught out of here just like that in a, in a, in a moment, twinkling an eye before you need to bat your eyes, done happen. If that happened tonight, the Antichrist would be revealed sometime after that, and I don't know how long, maybe the next day, maybe the next hour, I don't know. I don't know that part. I'm not into that. And what's it matter anyhow? If I get called out today, I don't care when he shows up. You understand what I'm saying? He'll come out on the white horse and he'll offer peace to the earth. And the world right now is in more turmoil than it's ever been in. Am I right? It's looking for somebody that's going to offer peace. And Has anybody heard on the news that Israel now has lost uh, out a little bit on their leadership? And now Netanyahu may be set up to be elected back in, in what, October, November? I mean, they kind of disbanded and quit. The ones that's working at Bennett and the other fellow was going to take over behind him, uh, they, they just about dissolved. They did dissolve, I think. And Netanyahu now can run. I don't know where he'll win or not, but Israel's in a little turmoil about their leadership. Russia's getting more upset and concerned about Israel. And uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39 has not took place yet, but it's going to. The stage is being set. I've been watching this. I'm not here to scare you tonight. But when I come home and looked at that, I said, Lord, give me something. I looked at all these other messages God gave me. Because at lunch, I went in to eat lunch at another place. And when I went in to eat that place today, the fellow said, come over here and sit down. And it was a wimp preacher. Little old wimp preacher. He won't preach nothing. I don't know where he don't know how or just won't. But he's called me over there and I got to talking to him about some things about the Lord. Not what I'm talking about tonight. And he just kind of 
brushed it off like, well, you don't know what's all going on. And I'm saying, I got a Bible. Amen. Let's keep me informed. And I sat there for a little bit and I wanted to come and I said, Lord, just let me preach about the wimps and weasels and the, and the womanizers. And the Lord didn't give me that. So I looked at this and the Lord gave me this. I wanted to go to the book of Ezekiel and preach. But when I looked at this, the Lord said, here's what you want to preach on. Get ready to get caught up or get caught up. That means, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not saved tonight and not ready, you better get ready now because I believe we're staring the second coming of the Lord in the face. And I'm talking about the rapture. That may take several more years. May not. But I know one thing. I'm closer to it. And I know two things. You're closer to it than you've ever been. And if you're not ready to go tonight, what does it take to go? It takes the blood of Christ to save you and wash in you. Wash away your sins for Christ to move in. But what's going to happen if you don't get right? You're going to get caught up in the junk that's going to be brought forth in the book of Revelation. You are. So you're going to get caught up one way or another. You need to be caught up to heaven or you're going to get caught up in the mess. So prepare, no wonder Amos said, prepare to meet thy God. Look at this. And so this is what God gave me and here I am trying to preach it tonight. Somebody said, I don't really want to hear all that. Well, if you don't like it, put you some earplugs in. Uh, twiddle your thumbs till I get through. Amen. Or just... Do what you do when you go to a restaurant and ain't got the food you want. You just munch on it till you get out of here. Just take what you want and leave the rest of it alone. Some of us want to hear it. Do you want me to get you a notebook and let you write down what you want me to preach? Amen, I can do that, you know. I don't mean I will, but I mean I don't mean I'll preach it, but I can give you a notebook. You can tell me what you think. God called me to preach the Word. To be instant in season, out of season. And I, I've got some, Lord have mercy, I'm so bloated up with preaching that I can't hardly get what I want done, done. I mean, my soul is filled. So I sit down and look at this. So the Lord wanted me to deal with this business about the food shortage. Now, I don't know. Let me ask you a question tonight. Has any of you noticed any more any uh, shortages of certain things at the grocery store at all? Have you noticed it a little bit? How many has noticed it a little bit? Okay. Has anybody in here noticed that there's nothing different than what it was a year ago? Anybody? It's different than it was a year ago, wasn't it? Not only just the 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 going of it and and being there. Sometimes you go to the store and they, I know myself, when I go to the store, and I'm not a big a grocery shopper, uh, you know, I eat things you can't, I eat things that you can open out the can and nuke. <laughs> Microwave and cans. And if you can't get that, I'm in trouble except what, what you ladies fix for me. I like that. Amen. And I appreciate it. But I'm trying to say this to you. Oh, uh, I've noticed a difference 
When you go in, sometimes you try to find a certain brand. Because you're used to it. You like it. And it ain't there. And the whole shelf's empty. But they got another brand beside it. And I've had to buy different brands. Find out they're not as good as that was. Sometimes I've tried another brand and it was better than what I'd been used to. Now changed. Have you found that out too? Well, have you found out that it's getting worse? Have you noticed you're getting just a little bit worse? A little gradually, it's not real big. Amen. Have you been to some of the little restaurants you go to and they don't have enough help? Amen. They shut down or, or they can't get your order right every time. Hey, I'm getting tired of training them. That's what I tell them. I'm getting tired. Of, I get in a rut. You know, I'm just a man. I get in a rut. And uh, I get in a rut. And you know what a rut is? It's a grave with both ends knocked out. And I get in that rut. And so I just, I don't want to be, I don't want to have a problem. I just like, you know how it is, just, just get in a rut. And when I go in and they can't figure out what I want, or don't give me, I went in the other day and I ordered a sausage biscuit and I got a, a tenderloin and egg biscuit. It was good. Amen. But it wasn't what I ordered. And I thought somebody else went and eat my, my sausage. You understand? And uh, so I'm trying, and I'm using that to get laid out what I'm fixing to tell you. Well, it's going to get worse. I said about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, that if there's anything you ought to be doing now, it's trying to get you up a few grocers and put them in the pantry. Things that won't ruin. Things you can take care of. And you said, well, I ain't going to get that way. Well, don't. Amen. Maybe somebody will still have some when you need it. And it wouldn't hurt you to have some. You said, I can't afford it. If you can't afford it, that's a different thing. Amen. That's a different thing. But you said, what you worried about? I ain't worried about nothing. David said, I was once young, now I'm old. Never seen the righteous forsaken their seed, begging bread. bread, bread. I believe God will take care of me. I believe you'll supply my need. But I'm going to put it back some if I can. I, I keep a few little things. Amen. Some give me some things and I've put them up and I've tried them and they're pretty good too. Amen. But I look at this and I see it. And I'm looking at it from a sense. Well, let me just give you that illustration of what I'm talking about. If you watch the news to any degree, Mr. Bill Gates, anybody know Mr. Bill Gates? I know you don't know him personally. I hope you don't. But he's the big fella of Microsoft. He's been buying up land, farmland, by the way, in America. And he don't put cattle on it. He's trying to push, uh, you know, meatless food. Says not to eat meats and so forth. And I've been looking at this and I'm going to give you some scripture on that in just a minute. But I hear these people talk about the veggie burgers, some of these little... Outfits today has got veggie burgers. Anybody eat a veggie burger? Any of Oh, have you? Any good? Yeah? Amen. Well, I ain't eating them. 
Not as long as you got meat in them. I'm going to eat them with meat. Amen. I was raised without meat when I was a boy. We didn't have meat. We eat vegetables. I ate okra and squash, cucumbers and green beans and corn. Amen. That's in the summertime. In the wintertime, it was soup, beans, and corn. And uh, sometimes, and uh, cornbread. One, and taters. Amen. One night we'd have taters and beans, and the next night we'd have beans and taters. I was raised that way. With my wrinkled shirts and my long hair. That's the way I was raised. I'm not getting you to get pity sakes on me. I'm a nothing. I'm glad God has brought me a long way down through the road. But Mr. Bill Gates is trying in China buying up land. And they're not putting it on. You know what? This business of, of food shortage is coming up. And what we're seeing now is planned. Our president blames it on Ukraine and Russia. They're tied up with so much grain and wheat and all over there now. They can't get it out and they're, they're blaming all that. And there is a little bit of shortage from that. And it's going to get worse. But let me just share this with you. And uh, I want to give it to you. And I pray that God might help you. In 2021. That's last year in case you don't know. This time last year. In 2021, there were 10 destructions of food processing plants for the total year. They either got burned up, shut down, disasters tore them up. But did you know in 2022... We're only six months into 2022. There have been over 100 destructions of food processing plants in America. I'm going to give you a few of them. And that's happening. Matter of fact, two of them was destroyed by an airplane landing on them. How strange is that? One of them was in Georgia. Did anybody hear about that? Some of you did. I'm going to read you these. I'm going to start with 2021. In January, and I'm going to give you all of them, January the 11th, 2021, a fire destroyed the Delhi Star meat processing plant in Fayetteville, Illinois. Do you know about that? Amen. According to meat and poultry. All right. In April 30th of 2021, a fire broke out at Smithfield Foods Pork Processing Plant in Monmouth, Illinois. And I know, and I run some research and found out that China owns that. But keep Smithfield in your mind for a minute. On July 25th, 2021, a fire damaged a Kellogg, Kellogg's plant in Memphis, Tennessee. According to fire officials, it was accidentally sparked when a malfunctioning conveyor belt sparked a blaze in the rice drying machine. 
On July the 31st, 2021, according to NBC, an NBC station in Birmingham, Alabama, a fire broke out at Tyson's River Valley Ingredients Rendering Plant in Hansville, Alabama. Now, you can check these out if you want to check them out. On August the 23rd, 2021, a fire broke out at Paytac Meat Products in Cobb County, Georgia. In March of 2022, the company said on Facebook that it is still, March of 2022, said it is still rebuilding. On September the 12th, 2021, a fire broke out at the JVS U.S. Beef Processing Plant in Grand Island, Nebraska. According to Drovers, the nation's oldest livestock publication, the fire was determined to be from a heater near the roof in the rendering area of the plant. Ain't all these just strange things. On November 29, 2021, a fire broke out at the Made Wright Steak Company meat processing plant in Scott Township, uh, Lackawanna County, Pennsylvania. The cause of this fire has been ruled an accident, naturally. On December the 13th, 2021, a fire broke out at a food processing plant in San Antonio, Texas, where firefighters arrived on the scene. They found a freezer on fire in the facility. $150,000 worth of food was destroyed in the fire. You wonder why your shell is getting empty? On January the 6th, 2022, January 6th is a big number. Amen, it's been in the news for a few weeks. A fire did extensive damage to a poultry processing plant in Hamilton, Ontario. That's over across the border on this one, uh, according to a certain TV station. On January 13th, 2022, according to KALB, an explosive and fire damaged the Cargill Neutrina plant in Lecompte, Louisiana. I may tell these names wrong, but you can look them up. On February the 3rd, 2022, according to NBC, in Madison, Wisconsin, a fire destroyed part of the Wisconsin River Meats site in Boston. On February 22nd, 2022, a propane boiler exploded, causing a fire that destroyed the uh, Shearer's Food Potato Chip Plant in Northeast Oregon. On March the 16th, a major fire hit the 1.2 million square foot Walmart Fulfillment Center in Plainville, Indiana. On March the 16th, 2022, according to KIT, a fire caused extensive damage to a new production line dedicated to Hot Pockets at the Nestle plant in Jonesboro, Arkansas. You understand what's happening? On March 24, 2022, a fire destroyed the uh, Macram Potato Processing Plant in Belfast, Maine. You think it's just a coincidence? Surely you don't. You hear what the president said some months or some weeks ago? There will be a shortage of food. He said there will be a shortage of food. Why does he know that? I think it's part of it. 
On April 19th, the headquarters of Azure Standard, the nation's premier independent distributor of organic and healthy food, was destroyed by fire. And to tell some more about that, on April the 14th, a small plane crashed into the Jim State Food Processing Plant in Hayburn, Idaho. Amen. They can't fly them little things anymore. On April 13th, the Taylor's Farms California Food Processing uh, Production Facility in Salinas, or Salinas, I guess, California burned almost entirely to the ground. The facility employed nearly 1,000 people. On April the 12th, a major fire broke out at New Hampshire's East Conway Beef and Pork Slaughterhouse. On March the 31st, a structure fire significantly damaged a large portion of the Rio Fresh Onion Packing Facility in San Juan, Texas. It was the largest fresh onion packing facility in the region. On March the 28th, Maricopa Food Pantry, a local food bank in Arizona, lost 50,000 pounds worth of food in a fire that occurred just 15 minutes after their food bank closed. Amen. In the middle of the night on March the 23rd, a fire broke out on the roof of the General Mills food processing plant in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. A small plane crashed. This has not been too far back. Within a mile of the runway of the Covington, Georgia Municipal Airport hitting a General Mills food facility. A fire, and I'll give you this, and I've got a couple more. A fire broke out at Purdue Farm Facility in South Norfolk area of Chesapeake, North Carolina. And then yesterday, and this is what caused this fellow to ask me the question. There was a Smithfield pork facility decided they're going to shut down in California because of the price increases that they couldn't afford anymore. That was yesterday. And on and on it goes. Now you know what you're going to do? You're going to start listening for those things. Rightly so. You should. Now, let me just get into this. I'm looking at all this and I see it and they're also killing turkeys and chickens because they got things that they say is going to be harmful to people. Have you heard so much pulling things off the shelves in the last year than you've ever heard in your life? I have. Recalling things. Have you ever heard of baby formula being so short in all your life? Amen. Last week, did anybody see where the over 10,000 cattle just laid down and died? Because of hot weather? Ask the farmers. Can they survive in hot weather? Not 10,000 at a time lay down and die. Something's going on. Amen and amen. So much for that. Now I want you to look at something. I want you to turn with me. I'm going to hold your place in Amos. I'll try my best to get you out of here in just a few minutes. I've got a lot to say. I could preach an hour and a half now. Sometimes two. 
and still have plenty to say. But I want us to go to 1 Timothy. I've preached 1 Timothy many, many times. Dealt with it in Sunday school here very often. Read the same scripture I'm fixing to read to you tonight. But I wanted you to look at it from a different light than the way I've preached it before. I have used this 1 Timothy chapter number 4 as the cults and the false religionist and declared that they're what he's talking about. And they have been involved in it. But I want to look at this just a little bit different. In chapter 4 of the book of 1 Timothy, it says, Now, the Spirit, and it's capitalized, that's the Holy Spirit, speaketh expressly. Don't beat around the bush. He's just wide open. He speaketh and keeps on speaking because any words you find in the Bible there, a verb at least, where it says TH, He not only speaks, but He can keep speaking. If you believe, that's one thing. But if you believeth, means you keep believing. When I got saved, I believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. But every day since then, I've been believing. I believeth on Him. I'm believing Him every day of my life. I'm trusting Christ to take me to heaven. So we look here this, tonight. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the... What's that next word? Latter times. I realize that Paul was in the latter times. What do you think tonight when he says the latter times? I think it's what we're in now, the latter times. He's, you, he says another phrase sometimes, in the last days. But he says here, in the latter times. So we go a little bit further and he says, some shall depart from the faith. Isn't that what Thessalonians says is going to happen? We're going to depart. Except there come a falling away first, the Bible says. Do you believe we're there? Amen. We're into it. I don't know how far and how deep. But we're in the latter times tonight. Some shall depart from faith, from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits. You got seducing spirits. You know what seducing means? I preached this before. It means to uh, kind of, well, it just means what it says, seduce. Draw you away. So they're going to be seduced with these spirits and doctrines of devils. Remember what I said the other day about the fella? What Bible version you use? And he said, doctrines of devils. He didn't say it that way, but amen. Are you running from your head or from your Bible? I'm running from my Bible. I wouldn't know nothing if I didn't have a Bible. And some people got what they call a Bible and they still don't know nothing. Amen. Because they don't have the right Bible. Amen. Alright, you said, preacher, I don't like all this. Amen. I know the devil don't either. That's why I'm running into so much of these dudes, I believe. The devil don't want me, to, amen, to enjoy life. He wants to spend my time trying to argue with him and I ain't got time for it. This is to, he said, 
in verse number 2, speaking lies in hypocrisy. That's, that's just a doctrine of the devil. That's what he does. Having their conscience seared with a hot iron. If your conscience is seared, means you can't reach, can't reach them, you can't touch them, they can't be reached, nothing bothers them. You know why people can kill people today and not pay no attention to it? They've got a seared conscience. Their conscience is, is seared. Then he says in verse number 3, forbidding to marry. Now I've always preached that this is where the Catholic Church says that their priests can't marry. And they do say that. And that's why the Catholic Church is so full of perverts and homosexuals that they're molesting the altar boys. That priests would say marry. The Bible don't tell you not to marry. He says, Mary and the Lord. And I ain't got time to preach that. That's a sermon by itself. Forbidding to marry. And he said, here's what they're going to do. In the last days, the latter times, that's what they're going to do. They're going to preach forbidding to marry. Hey, it dawned on me when I read this that our government right now is not for marriage. They're not. There used to be a time in the country that the country looked at it and said that you need to get married. Don't shack up anymore. Churches preach that. Preachers preach that. The government even stood for one man, one woman. Now they've changed their whole idea and the younger generation don't know nothing about that. And it's been happening in a period of time. A girl can shack up with a man have a baby, and the government gives money and adds to it, and some of these girls will never get married because they get money from the government and they're living off of having babies and shacking up. Now, preachers won't preach that. A little liver outfit I've seen today, I mean, yeah, what do I call it? Yeah, he, he wouldn't preach it. He's scared to. Preachers are scared to preach what I'm telling you tonight. I think it's today on the news or, or yesterday on the news said that uh, over 50% of the parents in America are single parents. Can you imagine that? Drawing money from, from, from the government. They back all that. So forbidding to marry. It's not just the Catholic Church, brother. They're telling hey, you'll make more money. There's people, lawyers sitting in this country that tells a young lady, said, if you get married, you won't get to... Have, how, what about two old people? Here's a 80-year-old woman and a 80-year-old man, and both of their spouses is dead, and they start running around with one another, and they won't marry. They'll just shack up because one of them will have to give up their, amen, money if they're getting off the other husband. Come on, somebody say amen, make me feel better. I'm telling the truth. I'm not lying. And so, now you find, I know one thing, we used to have a man and a woman come to this church. They left the earth sing. Me and my wife, they left it, and they are living together. I went to see him one day. I went to see him, and she is there. 
And I said, do you, do you, you come up off and say, oh, I just live here. Shacked up together. Amen. He finally died and she's still alive. I see her out every once in a while. I ain't checked on her to say she may be shacked up somewhere else. I don't know. But we're living in older times when people don't pay no attention to it. You understand what I'm saying? Forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats. Now we're beginning to hear that in our society. Do you reckon this is fitting in properly today and we just didn't see it? As you said, preacher, you're just reading in something. Well, I may be, but I want to make you aware of it. When it gets a little worse, you're going to say, our preacher told us. There's a lot of people going to church tonight. This stuff is going to get worse, and they're not going to. You know what? I see people sometimes, and I say something about the, the, the shortages, and they say, it's gas prices. It's the fuel business. It's truckers that won't haul it. You better check your news. There's places that are manufacturing stuff or have done, and they're not even getting them into the coast to unload them. This is going to be a gradual process. I'm not looking to go through starvation. I'm not preaching that. I'm telling you tonight, God will take care of it. You may have to run to three different stores to get your pork and beans. And it may get to the place that, you remember a few years ago we had, and we've been trained for it, we had gas gouging. They'd have high prices, but we also had it where that people could go and they had to wait in line to get some fuel. It may be that you just get certain amounts of things in the days ahead. Our country's changing. Feller told me today, he said, it's changing. I said, that's right. And he said, I'm waiting for it to get back where it used to be. And that's that little wimp preacher. And I said to him, I said, forget it. It's not going back there. He said, I believe it will. I said, it won't. I said, you're eating meal right now. You better enjoy it. You won't get this one of these days. You said, I'm going out in the rapture. That's right. Amen. But I don't know how much of this we're going to face before we get out in the rapture. I'm not preaching you're going to starve to death. I ain't going to starve to death, bless God. You said, how do you know? I'll tell the devil I'm a feisty. Praise God. I didn't starve to death. I, I just faced and wept went and died. Amen. But I'm telling you, I believe the church is going to face things it ain't never faced. Matter of fact, we're already facing things we ain't never faced. Churches don't want to go back to church now. That's another thing I heard. I think it's 60% of the people that were put in you know, out of the church and uh, because of lockdowns with the COVID flu and uh, they, they say now that 60-something percent of those people have not returned back to the church. Matter of fact, that preacher, that little wimp told me that day. And I said to him, you know why don't you? He said, what? I said, they're looking for excuse and they're gone. They didn't want to go back. 
I know some now don't. Matter of fact, when he first started, I met a fellow in one of the restaurants. I meet everybody in a restaurant. I met him in a restaurant. And he says, our church don't have Wednesday night service because of it. And he said, tell you the truth, preacher. I hope they never start it back up again. I don't like Wednesday night. Amen. I don't know whether they started up or not. I know the church. Matter of fact, it's the church that ordained me. Hey, we could, we should, listen, if I had my time to go back over, we wouldn't be doing what we did back yonder. We, we was out a little bit, and I fell for that. Amen. You said, well, I wouldn't have come. Amen. Stay at the house. We shut it down. I still got the COVID. I ought to been over here preaching. Nobody showed up. I ought to preach to the walls. I'd have flipped the blinds and said, Hear me, boys. Hear me. Praise God. We've got a job to do. Tell things right. Well, my time has done got me, but I'm telling you. Just what I'm saying tonight, it's a little bit different than what I've been preaching. But does it open your eyes to some of the things? Now you'll get your eyes open. I hope you put your glasses on. And look at this stuff. Things are not just happening today. Amen. They're, they're taking advantage of us. I'm not in here preaching anti-government. I ain't never preached anti-government. I preach anti-devil. Amen. Anti-sin. I hate sin. I hate the devil. And I'll expose him. Amen. My tires may be cut before I get out of here tonight, but hey, I'm going to tell it like it is. When you're looking at my old dead, cold, pale face in the casket and you walk by, I say one thing about it, he didn't mind telling me. I don't. I used to get nervous having to tell the truth. Amen. I found out it's the truth that sets you free. I'm not up here lying to you. Amen. And if you don't like what I preach tonight, just give me some scripture and show me where I was wrong at. Amen. And you know what you and I will do? We'll get our Bible. We'll sit down together and we'll see if we can't find out what is right. Yeah. Amen. I didn't say all this stuff, all this, all this about the burning, but it just seems that way. And I believe it is. Yeah. Amen. God bless you. Heads bowed. We won't have any music. Just, just, just hold it right there. I want us to bow our head and speak to the Lord tonight, individually, personally. I want you to make sure everything's all right.